everybody welcome back to chaos incorporated we're a little late today uh we would have been here 15 minutes ago but i have been having severe audio issues which if you watch my other show you know is the name of my life this week is audio issues <laughs> because we all hate it um whew, we're so excited to be back with you uh we should have a even though it's going to be a little short, a pretty interesting show for you today. Um, also, you can come see us this weekend at Emerald City Comic Con. We're going to be there selling books, signing books, selling posters, giving away buttons. We've got pins and stickers and all kinds of stuff. So come hang out with us this weekend at Emerald City Comic Con. It's going to be a good time. We'll be there Thursday through Sunday. Um, uh, the Alexandria RPG Library is calling us slackers. Uh, they'll be there too. Um, you know what, Alexandria, we'll talk about that later. We, we'll see what we can do about running games. Um, but we will have a booth, so we're excited to see all y'all there. Uh, I am joined once again by our wonderful cast. Uh, first, I'm actually going to start with tonight with Caleb. Caleb, how are you tonight? Uh, uh, <coughs> I'm fine. Um, I, I will say uh, truth enlightens the mind but won't always bring happiness to your heart. You know, just as a thing we do. But also, um, I'm here. I'm not quite dead yet. We're alive. You're getting better. I turned into a newt. A newt. Got better. A newt. <laughs> <laughs> and since Caleb's dying, we'll move next on to Kaylee, who is playing Chone, our intrepid hacker. Betrayals don't ever come from your enemies. Ooh, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe. Uh, and since she's hey, averting God, her eyes, what's next, right? <laughs> exactly. Since she's averting no, her no, eyes, no, 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 no. we have Dot, who is playing our rough and tumble and now uh, one-armed Merc named Stitches. Sometimes the hardest part isn't letting go, but rather learning to start over. Ooh. Very nice. I like it quite a bit. And last, but certainly not least, it's our good friend Michael playing Maxi with a very cool identical background. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. The more you appreciate my hunting prowess, the more I will kill for you. That's like Maxi's mantra right there. That's perfect. Does that translate into modern? Like, the more I appreciate the food you give me, the more you'll take me out to dinner? 
I mean, Kaylee, you can take that in any number of ways, uh, and I'm sure anyone would work fine. All right, we'll talk about that off stream because, well, TOS. TOS. All right. Uh, last episode, they got a special visitor. Uh, go back and watch the special episode about Kaylee to find out more about that. They got a special visitor from the future. Uh, someone who identified himself as Abiel appeared inside of the group's apartment and proceeded to, to have a rather long conversation with them, which you should go back and watch on youtube.com slash identico because I'm not going to recap the entire thing here. It was really interesting. Uh, after kind of going through a lot of information and working their way through their yarn wall, they've really isolated that there's two targets for them. The group is now focused on Kelly Aguilar and the AI that was formerly the uh, CEO of the Benevolent Corporation. Um, and they think that they're in is going to be the church that they'd been watching previously. Uh, the daughter of the preacher of whom was killed during the firefight in which they were attempted to do the device handoff. And so we pick it up the next day with the team uh, newly focused on one target. And if I remember correctly, at the end of last game, we paid a courier to take a note to Eileen's dad saying, what's up? Uh, yep, Richard Marin, uh, mm -hmm. and you came up with the masterful uh, missive, we were there, we have answers. Yes. I said that? Yeah, look yeah. at the show notes that I painstakingly <laughs> write for you. I just I just don't believe I, I would have said anything that sounded halfway decent. So, but you did. Mm-hmm. It happened. You do did. You haven't received a response quite yet. Shucks. <laughs> So we're kind of like, like walking around, like we're, nervously we're, pacing around the, uh, the apartment. Yeah, I think we're waiting for for the response. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Is there anything you'd like to do in the meantime? Uh, I think there's uh, like a quick like little montage scene of like little slices of life. Um. In the kitchen, Chon is like sitting near the silverware drawer and occasionally will pick up a spoon and then attempt to bend it with their mind. There's no spoons. Uh, and then all the spoons vanish for some unexplicable reason <laughs> and they get frustrated and have to go out and buy new spoons. A drone delivers new spoons. Sure. You, no, you no. sign up... You, you you've done, oh, sorry, go ahead, Kim. Spoon of the Month Club. Yeah, Spoon of the Month Club. You sign up for just a recurring delivery of spoons by drone. I just uh, figured uh, that... Do you, want the, do you want these monthly or quarterly? Can I get them every daily. hour? I just, figured, <laughs> I just figured that Zed had a subscription to uh, Sahara Prime for all of his consumer good needs. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I got some of the buttons. You just, remember buttons? You just boop, and it charges you, and something shows up at your door. I brought the buttons back. Special custom order for Zed. 
<laughs> Detects when he's out of spoons. Nice. Okay. <laughs> anyone else besides uh, besides Shown making spoons disappear? Which are is they not disappearing the point. or are they Chone, bending? Chone is trying to like bend them because they read a they read a like a, a dissertation paper from like a century ago about people used to do prestidigitation by bending spoons with their mind. And they theorized that it might be early quantum manipulation, so they're trying to do it too. And occasionally, uh, uh, they just vanish, and they're and, not sure why. And then you learned it was just a scam. And occasionally they get twisted into um, spoon rings, and Chone starts a pretty, pretty good Etsy shop. <laughs> side hustle. We, we got the side hustle going when taking down corpse and AIs just isn't paying off. Side hustles still a thing in twenty one hundred. Well, there's also oh you haven't seen the latest. There's also now a bunch of uh, spoon related wind chimes hanging on the balcony too. We've done the full capitalism thing. We had late stage capitalism. Then we kind of fell back to this weird like company town thingy. And that's where we're back to now. So that's why everybody <laughs> needs side hustles. Because none of y'all get paid hardly anything. In fact, you're not even sure what you're being paid right now. Yeah. <laughs> you have an expense account. I The charge for 10K went through to the courier yesterday. So I assume we're still good. <laughs> I think I think Zed's uh, just yeah, working well, on embezzling. I've I've done that before. Zed's done that before. Zed. <laughs> we might have a new topic for identical after dark sometime. For after <laughs> after dark. <laughs> oh, there's the meat button. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chone's basically doing that, and occasionally, like checks online to see if we get any messages any responses or anything like that nope um so it gets to be about mid-afternoon the next day and where's were, were any of the, the other rest of us doing anything i don't know that's they... what i was asking for well i don't think we got around to it okay we sorry michael talking about spoons for a long time <laughs> we were making jokes we were making we were jokes spoons for a long time uh maxi uh, the the little montage shot of maxi is him trying to uh work out the his weaker leg trying to minimize the amount of difference differential he's seeing in the strength in that leg um, and you can clearly see in that little montage shot that he is frustrated by that yeah yeah that's um, fair um I think stitches is going to uh maybe call up the message from her parents finally um okay and listen to that at some point how does stitches feel after listening to the message um so let's let's recap well, for the audience yeah well she never i, I haven't I don't know what all was in the message, Alex. I just know that it was a message from her parents. Um, it was never revealed. So, this was the message they sent you after the IOG extracted them, which was part of the deal you made with the IOG right. in exchange for this. Yeah. Um, my my undivided um, employment 
for their freedom. <laughs> yes. So in the background, you see what look like vaguely Mediterranean-looking houses in a in like a, a hewn white marble. The sky is a bright, bright blue. Um, there is just wispy clouds above them. Uh, when you bring up the, the hollow message, they're both dressed uh, casually for them in lighter colors. Like your dad's wearing like a like a light beige, like button like down. Linens. Yes. And like linen pants. His vacation linens. Yep. <laughs> Your mom has a sundress on, and they tell you they're they're very happy, but they are. You sense that while they they are torn between the sense of relief in that they they believe now that they are in a safe place and that they're being protected by people who can actually protect them. Um, you grew up in the combat zones along the demilitarized zones in Texas. You know, your parents and you have basically known nothing but war. Um, they tell you that the first week or two was a bit of an adjustment. It's a little quiet. The beds yeah. are a little too soft. Yeah. The food the food is strange, but uh, they're adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they're not telling you where they are in the video because they say that the, the agency told them that they can direct you to them. Mm-hmm. if need be um, but buried underneath of this is this it sounds while the IOG probably didn't go into a whole lot of detail it seems like they didn't really hold back from your parents that whatever you're doing is very dangerous okay so my parents know that yes they don't know exactly what you're doing but they know <laughs> that and, and there's a like I said there's a deep seated level of fear under them trying to be cheery. Okay. Okay. Um, They're trying yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if there... I mean, it, was there any other, like, information that they gave me like was there any other uh did they list a specific point of contact to reach out to or no but you're you're you would assume based on your past knowledge and stuff like that probably your case agent okay all right sounds good okay yeah she finishes watching the, she probably watches the video through a few times um just enjoying whatever closeness she can feel to her parents in that moment um and mm -hmm. then goes back out into whatever common area everyone else seems to be landing in. Everybody kind of... This group tends to congregate... You notice this, actually, Dot, now that you've been with them, is the kitchen. The kitchen is their yeah. common area. It's it's yeah. food. Everybody around here is awful thin for snacking as much as they do. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the group... I guess the group does sit around more than you think. <laughs> It's all that high adrenaline, intense action we go through every couple it's weeks. It's a lot of hit. It's a lot of hit, right? It's a yeah. lot of high intensity. Yeah. Interval training. Interval. <laughs> uh, while we've been sitting around waiting, Zed has been keeping himself busy in the kitchen, but also reviewing 
any kind of just random newsfeed stuff about the church itself. He kind of just like he's been looking at old uh, sermons, old Sunday morning meetings, whatever. He's been looking at old uh, Christmas musicals, things like that. Give me a uh, um, give me a counterintelligence check. Oh my goodness! Dice in a role playing game. Oh, I know. In the first fifteen minutes. Normally, we don't break out dice until like halfway through. Counterintelligence. (laughs) Eleven. Okay. On my game. So you are you're scrolling through banal (laughs) church newsletters. Yeah, I'm like I'm not looking for anything specifically. I'm just getting the feel for people, the lay of the land. If something pops out at me, I'll zero in on it. Yeah. So as you're as you're scrolling through the banal church newsletters, something suddenly catches your eye. It's a picture um, of a outdoor potluck lunch that they did as part of their fellowship series, right? But there is a face in the background, completely blank of emotion, just dead-eyed. But you know that face. Because that is the face of Kelly Aguilar's consort. Or it's her twin sister. Interesting. Like, you you can't forget that face. Because they were part of the whole fight in Angel City a few months back. Right. They're wearing a, a blue lilac color, like blue with like lilac print sundress. Um, standing in and amongst the crowd. So, what date was this picture from? Recent? A long time ago? About three weeks ago. Interesting. Okay, so... And we we had known from the past... It wasn't like this was a new acquisition of Aguilar. This partner had been around for a while. Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> this is this is key. So Zed's like Zed's in the kitchen, like he was probably practicing some like knife techniques on some carrots or something. And I'm kind of it's just a thing, dot. It's a thing. And I'm I'm picturing it as he probably had like a screen on a cabinet built in, just like playing a background streaming show like we do nowadays. And it was just, here's the church functions. And then suddenly he sees this picture. He's like, oh, ooh, ooh, chowd, chowd, chowd. Did you cut yourself again? No. Look, look at the picture. It's the um, that that's uh, that's Aguilar's weird zombie partner thing. Oh, yeah. Just scared my cat away being a silly performer. Um, yeah, I, I recognize, I mean, I've only been insider, not right. really seen her from the outside, but, you know, yeah, that's her. When was that? Uh, looks like about three weeks ago. 
Okay, um, so we know that means they're here. Right. Can you? Well, I don't know if it would matter. Um, I was gonna say, could we like, could you pull up a facial recognition program to search through these other church pickers pictures <laughs> to see if we can find anything else? But I don't know if that's gonna be super helpful. It's at least good that we confirmed they're here. Well, I mean, it'll, it'll save a little bit of time, and maybe we can see a, spot a pattern or something. Because that's is that a is that a casserole? Hot dish. Is she holding a casserole? She looks like like her eyes are dead, but she's standing there holding a casserole. Well, in the Midwest, we'd call that a hot dish. Okay. Uh, you guys are you guys do you? That's perfectly acceptable. Uh, yeah, Alex, I'm gonna like code up a little quick search uh, engine just to kind of go through all the feeds that he's been using looking for any familiar faces that we have on record. Kelly, her consort again. Give me a software check. I need to turn my iPad up. I can't see. <laughs> 47. It's just rude. <laughs> 3D20 plus 20. Okay. It's just rude. Okay. Um, she appears in um, a lot of... So they record for video. They basically stream for their, you know, constituents who are in like hospice or hospital and stuff like that. They stream the church services. She's at every church service. Every one of them. Ooh, I, uh, okay. Hey, aren't we glad we didn't go to church? <laughs> the fight where we all got our asses kicked would have been in the sanctuary instead of a ditch on the side of the road. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at least uh, Aguilar and her ride aren't there. Yeah. Where's Maxi? He should see this too. I think he's in the gym. I thought Maxi was on the terrace, like working that leg. Yeah, Maxi was Maxi was outside. He wasn't in the gym per se. Oh, he was sorry. just outside. Is Maxi like clothed today? He's wearing a pair of a pair of loose shorts. Okay, you spent most of the last episode without pants, so I just wanted to check the current status. Yeah, yep. Joan will go up and, like, knock on the glass. And Maxie will put down the uh, contraption he was working his leg with. It looks like some kind of resistance piece. And comes over to the door. Yes. Said an interesting lead um, and I now know more about potlucks than I've ever needed to know before, which was zero, uh, and we've discovered that uh, Kelly's been at every church service for, uh, at the temple. Not Kelly, her consort. Oh, her consort, sorry. Did we ever get a name for her? <clears throat> not that I recall. I, not that I recall, so, okay. Interesting. That makes Chone kind of think about it, and in the back of uh, in their tech head, they're gonna send like do a facial recognition public record search, see if I can get a name for that. We can get to that later, Alex. Yep. 
Does the consort appear to be more or less cybered than previous? I pull up a pull up the photo, the best photo I could. I pull out of the list. Give me another software check. <coughs> Chun suddenly goes enhance. If uh, basically, if, if memory serves, this consort was so heavily cybered that they were not appearing as just a regular person, correct? Ish. Uh, yeah. So that's a nat 20 for a grand total of 69. Yeah, she's definitely wearing cat. Like, you can detect it. Like, you have to be looking for it. Um, but when you hit it with UV, like, with a certain UV filter, you could tell she's wearing top, I mean, A-level fib skin, right? Which is not, it's not a weird enhancement, right? But that's not, like medium grade or med grade or even base grade fib skin right that's it's good that's a lot of cyber too so they've they've covered her cyber with a lot of fib skin interesting so they are attempting to blend in or at least the consort is attempting to blend into the church crowd why you said is they she were there, holding though? a well if the consort is present that would lead that would point back to Kelly being present correct I did or... not and <coughs> I didn't find her in any of the photo records but um, Kelly, Kelly would also be able to remove themselves from records correct why leave why leave the consort well maybe the consort is just there to make sure that the church keeps holding up their end. Chone kind of jumps suddenly, not realizing Stitch was on the deck with him. (laughs) (laughs) I think she probably just walks outside. Do any of you have cybernetics as a skill? No. No. Uh, No, just microelectronics. Somebody give me an intel analysis check that that i do have if nobody else does i do i have i have as well but go ahead can, you guys do it can i use seduction <laughs> on this fib skin Ew. <laughs> well i was too distracted by my own terrible joke my intel analysis is an eight okay i'll take my i'll take my roll of a 16 then Max, do you want to add something for synergy? Uh, certainly I can. I didn't know if I would need to or not. Um, let me get my dice. Because the way that I picture it is you guys are, are, are chatting amongst each other, trying to like think back, compare notes, think about the entire situation. Because now you've, you've laser-focused on this as your target. And so you're thinking back to Angel City. You're thinking back to everything you know about Aguilar. The fact that Aguilar captured Chone. Like, y'all have no love for Kelly Aguilar right now. It's a, it's a dirty 24, okay. Maxie. There we go. Maxie, it occurs to you that if Kelly Aguilar is developing this reverse Rav technology, and based on what you saw in Angel City. Silicon City. No, well, you met Ryu to Angel City to go fight Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right? right. And based on the behavior of her consort, 
it would stand to reason. There it is. Oh, yeah, Kelly's, uh, yeah. Kelly's using the consort as a remote viewing platform or remote platform. So Kelly is there just vir cybernetically virtually. If Kelly was going to try out this technology, why wouldn't she do it on this person first? So, yeah, Maxie will definitely make that statement. Um, given what we know about Kelly and her, her companion and the remote technology Kelly was working on perfecting, would it stand to reason that Kelly might be using the persona of their consort to keep an eye yeah. on the church? That's yeah, that's actually how I was able to figure out where they took me was I managed to hop like kind of kitty, you know, pile on when she left the room that I could get a signal out. <clears throat> Do we know? Well, I was going to ask a very stupid question about range, effective range. But if this is using modern technology, Rob Tech, you can be like halfway around the planet, right? So with boosters, she could be anywhere on the planet. Right. Now, based on the information you got from Bobby and, and your discussions from the last session, and the fact that Kelly Aguilar has a red notice out for her. Again, your presumption, because the Republic of Texas is on the outs with the UN and everybody else, and doesn't play well with Interpol or the IOG, your presumption right now is that she hasn't left Texas, right? You got to remember, it's only been about a week and a half, maybe two weeks, since she captured Chon in the mall. Right? That's why I say, like, six sessions may fly right by it may only be a week and a half um so your presumption is that kelly's somewhere nearby now if they're using raw technology or some variant of it it obviously uses quantum communication which we can't track or can we can you don't know haven't tried I'd probably want to be a little closer. Not like face-to-face -face closer, but... <clears throat> so, and this this is... This is both me as a player asking this question and Zed as a character asking this question to the group. Go ahead. Um, do we... Would, would it be even worthwhile to figure out if we have any sort of contacts or references with really skilled... Rav operators who could maybe give us some insight that might help us crack this? Is that even a lead we could chase down, or should we just keep focusing where we're focusing? I'm just brainstorming. So, wait, start that again. So, I'm trying to think, would it help us if we contacted someone in the Rav world? A skilled operator a technician, a creator, whatever, could they potentially give us any sort of help or insight into tracking backwards from this consort that we're not aware of because none of us are pilots? Your best bet would probably be to ask your case agent because <laughs> they've got raw fleets. Right. Or if you uh, have some identical points to spend, you could create a contact. 
also a fair point. You do have ID points to spend. Do I, though? I think I spent most of them. Let me look in the book to see how many they can spend to do a thing. <laughs> and not die from coughing. Again, Caleb, we just, you can't die on stream. That's a terms of service violation. Yeah, I don't know if we're 100% settled on that one. It might Oh, really no, it's only some... if we kill you on stream. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. It's Twitch. They may get random with it. Good point. Mm. Yeah, because if we can, if I can understand how the underlying, like, quantum link is made between the pilot and the Rav, maybe I might be able to intercept it or at least eavesdrop on it, maybe. I, I could do a I could do a friends in high places. Okay. Yeah, let me do a friends in high places. Um, burn it. This is, what said? Burn the points. Tell burn me what you're points. doing. Okay, so this is going to be this is going to be someone that Zed knows from one of his corporate headhunter jobs. Okay. He had been called in as a consultant to, you know, fire a bunch of people and and, and triple the CEO's Bonus. salary or some right. bullshit like that. As you do. As you do. And um let let's say that this was for like a, a weapons manufacturer. Okay. So uh, they, they Let's were... say it was for INS Arms because they're shady and they're in Texas. Sure, yeah. So um, I isn't that where Zed got his arms from? No, no. The no, IOG would not have wish. Been... That was wish. That was wish. Not a sponsor. Um, so yeah, uh, wash dot com because they were washed out. That's why they don't work. They're still wet. I didn't put them in the dryer. Okay, I'm going to take them out and hang them out to dry. Shrink. Oh, my They're gosh. Shrink. Got my little baby arms. So. Zed has T-Rex arms. I love this. Let's go with it. Um, What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> You're creating a contact who might Thank be you. a Rob pilot, and it was yes. a friend in high places that works for INS Arms. Thank you. Thank you. You're always you keeping me on track. Your... I appreciate you, friend. Because um, I'm writing all this shit down. <laughs> so, and I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So this was like their lead test Rav pilot, and he was super high level. Like maybe he was like the chief, whatever, not financial officer, but like chief execute, chief executive officer, chief Ooh. technical officer, or technological yeah, officer. CTO. Yeah, like a CTO. And he, he was a, a class act Rav pilot and you know, I owe, he owes me a favor. Okay. What's his name? Chuck Knievel. You know, I hold on, hold on. Evil Jaeger. <laughs> Evil Jaeger. <laughs> no. Bobby Frankenberry. <laughs> if I could only um, throw things at John you guys. Big booty. 
His name is. I have a. I actually, I've been keeping a list of names on my in one of my note files because I can't Ooh. think of names on the spot. Um, I've been keeping a list of names. I have a very specific list of names for my specific set of skills. Um, Rocco, Rocco, Sacco, Jenkins. Sacco got me. Rocco Jenkins. All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up my glow. Boop 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 boop. Boop boop. You uh you see it pop up. Are you on FaceTime or voice only? Uh, I'm on FaceTime. Well, howdy! It's that my boy Zed. How you What's doing, Rock? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, you some bitch. What's up with you? You know, try to stay out of trouble. <laughs> I'm sure knowing you, I'm uh, failing. It's not gonna I'm, last too long. I'm failing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I, I told you I got I got married again. Did you? Yeah, seventh times a charm. Uh, how's that going? How long has it been? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Hey, made it longer than the last two. That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I'm sure you got some uh, newlywed business to, to to stick with, so I won't take up much of your time. I got a question for you, and um, it's a weird one, so just, you know, just tell me what you can, okay? All right. Um. When when you, hmm, I'm I'm trying to ask this, uh, cagely, friend, because you know my line of work. I do, I do. You you know my line of work, so I got to be careful how I phrase this. So bear with me, read between the lines, if you catch my drift. Uh, when when a Rav pilot is 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 jacked into their Rav, and that quantum signal is connecting them, if someone for whatever reason wink wink uh needed to maybe trace that path backwards from the rav to the pilot how might they do that now hypothetically speaking only hypothetically this is purely a thought experiment hypothetically speaking if you were to develop such technology, the IOG's Net Control Bureau would put a bullet in your behind and take it from you. Obviously. Hypothetically. If they Surely found out about it. Right? Now, it would have to be based on some tech now that I, I heard was being developed. Quantum line scrambler for use in on the battlefield in heavy rob environments. Hmm. But again, that technology would be strictly prescribed and a violation of many arms treaties. In theory. Sure. Now, could it be done? Hypothetically, yes. 
Has someone developed that technology at any point? I couldn't say for certain yes or no. For certain. You picking up what I'm setting down, youngin? I I, uh, I I I I get the gist, old man. I appreciate it. I get it. Um, so could it be done? Yes, in theory. But again, it would be a violation of like 17 weapons treaties, you know. And it would it would it would cause the biggest hullabaloo that you have you have ever heard. Which is why no one would do it. Why would they? Why would they take that heat? Why it would, would they make such a dumb mistake? Well, because if you were able to trace back and insert malware programming into the Rav pilot's control unit in their head, you could do an awful lot of damage. In theory. Well, that's just rude. Why would you do that? That's just rude. think of it like a cyber bioweapon. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful thought experiment, Rocco. Uh, I, I appreciate your input based on your years of experience. Um, where's uh, w- which beach house are you at right now? I'm I'm gonna send a a, a belated wedding gift. Oh, I missed I'm, that one. I'm down in Houston, and if you were ever down in Houston, boy, we gotta knock back a couple of things of whiskey. And I tell you, I found this bordello. They got the cutest boys and girls. Oh my goodness, you would love it. I'm sure I would if I was ever in the great state of Texas, country of Texas, Republic, whatever the fucking call it, the thing. Fair enough, my friend. So again, you give me a shout. I'll text you my address, but you give me a shout if you're ever down down Houston way. I will. You you take care of that that new wife of yours. I'll I'll do that. Thank or, you, thank you, Zed, and thank you for thinking of me. I I, I hadn't thought about you. I was thinking but, about but, you, Rocco. But Always we, thinking. We, fond we, memories. We had some good times. We did. Do you do you remember that place in TJ we went to, where you ate the worm? Uh, no. That that was like two weeks. That just doesn't exist in my memory. That's probably fair, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Good goodbye. Goodbye, friend. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going to relay some of that information to the group. So hey, I, I have this friend. Um, he, he was talking a little bit about, and I, I fill in the the like the tech speak blanks of what I'm saying here. Um, I feel like a lot of this stuff might actually exist, just be under some uh, black boxes and. Uh, secret rooms somewhere. Maybe, maybe this can point us in the right direction. Chone was like watching you as you kind of went through this little rigmarole, and then just kind of tilts their head and goes, "You're not. We're not going to talk about you losing two weeks in Tijuana." Uh I, I, uh, there's more important things to talk about right now. I guess we can talk about it later. Sure. So it is possible. I mean, if, if, if obviously there are theoretically scramblers that can intercept or, or at least disrupt quantum communications, <coughs> then yeah, I mean, it ha- yeah, it would, 
I mean, it would take a very powerful quantum computer. Yeah, it could be possible. Okay. So that's could. That, that, did you ever get that, that Qualcomm installed? I look at my character sheet because I don't remember. If I remember correctly, everybody refused it. So I know Maxi did. Oh, I know Maxi. Maxi and Stitches did. All right. So while while we're standing there, uh, while y'all are looking that up, Maxi, you're standing out there watching this whole thing going down, and you hear a knock at the door. Maxie walks over the door, looks through the people. You see a young uh, Latino man, looks to be maybe 20. He's wearing a like a white white shirt, like short sleeve, collared with black collar, white, and then two white black stripes down the thing, black slacks. Unfamiliar? No, yeah, you've never seen him before. Uh, Maxie will quickly go back into the kitchen, grab the, uh, grab a medium-sized uh, knife, and re- put it, tuck it into his belt, and go back to the door. He opens the door a crack. Can I help you? He goes, "Hola, señor. I'm Hola. here. To, I'm. I am here to take you to dinner." me uh you and uh senores senoras he hands you like a little note card maxi nods and shuts the door apparently we are being taken to dinner and maxi holds up the card it's It's got got some writing on it what what Uh, maxi will uh, (laughs) as everyone's responding maxi will look at the card it says, I'm listening, dash Marin. We are being invited to dinner. And and Maxie will hand the card. And then Maxie does this and passes the card over to Zed. Okay. Caleb doesn't remember who Marin is. Richard is Marin, the head of the church. He's the preacher. Oh. That's the response. <laughs> I forgot the most important thing we were talking about. Um, Zed has too many names <laughs> in his head. <laughs> Zed has too many names in his head, and Caleb's brain is just broken and can't remember things. Um, okay. Um... Shit, I think we should go. I should put Is... more clothes on. Yes. We all should. Gussy up. Does the card have any other information on it? Like where we're supposed to meet him? Like where we're supposed to go? It just says, I'm listening. The The man outside is still standing there. Yeah, Maxie will go back to the door. Uh, open it to crack. We'll be down in ten. See? He goes and stands by the elevator. Maxie shuts the door. We have an escort. They are waiting. I, I told them ten minutes. 
Stitches like looks down at herself and she's like, Zed. Uh. What? I need, I need you to help me dress myself <laughs> again. I don't know what I'm supposed to wear to this thing. Well, we're part of the jazz club, probably. We'll just have to. We'll have to do something about the extra. Okay, yeah. So everybody dress. We ha we had we had created the personas to work with Eileen. We don't know how far the information went back to to her dad. Uh, let's let's try to look like we are. Guild, but outside of corporate society thugs who are dressing up to look like they fit into a corporate world. Levels on levels of disguise. Okay. Is that business professional? Y yes, but we, we don't know that it is. You can't know that you're doing it. <laughs> I will just wear my suit. Yes, exactly. And Zed helps everyone. Yeah, we, we get dressed. We're fine. Reg regular yeah. clothes. Yeah, Chone actually ends up in the same outfit that they wore when they and Zed were in the tower uh, during the uh, the ill-fated assault on the uh, tower last season. Oh, okay. So, like professional secretary look. Got it. Mm. Yeah, I think Stitches probably just ends up in a short, tight dress, but it's only, but it's, um, it's strapless, so she like. Okay. No, no worries. In there, I got you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> are you going armed? Yeah. <laughs> Half I of us so. are. Yeah. Poor Dot. Uh, that was good. That was good. It took me well, a no, second. I mean, right. I mean, Stitches is still armed. They have one armed. I mean, if we put a coin in her and pull on it, we might win something. Edge claw. Um, Where do I put the coin? Forget it. Oh, you you know. Um, yes. Uh, I will. Zed will at least bring his handgun. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure that there is like an obvious shoulder rig that I'm wearing it in, like not trying to hide it. Okay. Like I. Like, I think we need to be obvious that we are bringing weapons because we want to look like those characters that know what they're doing but aren't 100% as skilled as we actually are as ourselves. Got it. You know? Yeah, it just has a thigh holster on, the, on her left leg so that she can... If need be. Okay. 
Chone also has uh, their whisper pistol on a thigh holster, but it is actually concealed. Yeah, stitches they're is not... concealed too. It's under her dress. Mm-hmm. Okay, they they're not very good at the whole layers on subterfuge thing. Okay, so you come walking out of the car, uh, out of the apartment, and the guy is still standing by the elevator. When he sees you come out of the apartment, he pushes the down button, and when the elevator dings, he motions you into the elevator. We get on board. Yeah, we follow. Uh, the elevator comes down, and sitting in the valet section is a like top end SUV. Uh, you see another valet get out and like open up the two sets of rear doors for you to get in. You see in the back there's basically four captain style chairs. Fancy leather, individual unit climate controlled. It has air conditioning in the seat. Ooh. So it cools nice. your butt. Yeah, so let's uh... So you feel the torque as is the electric engine like peels you out of your thing. You don't actually drive very far. Um, you go over about two blocks, down about ten, and then you kind of take this weird angled road and he stops in front of a three-story like it looks like a restaurant club complex uh, called Meso Mayo Comida y Copas. Um, and he... Really? Thank you. He motions you out of the vehicle where you are met by a uh, blonde hostess at the, like, hostess station out front. And she says, please follow me. Um, It's still, like, it's probably getting to about late afternoon now. Um, This time of year, it's probably about, like, upper 70s as far as temperature. So hot, but not, like, kill you. Um... She leads you through the place, which is about three quarters full right now. Um, the smells of the food are amazing. Uh, phenomenally, like just your senses are assaulted with, with how good the roasted pork, fresh tortillas, everything is as it hits you. Um, you're escorted up to a secluded portion of the rooftop deck, which is the rooftop deck is broken into like five sections. One that's more, like, bar-like, another one with some general seating, and then there's, like, basically, like, a private party area right in the center. Uh, It's a red clay brick roof. Um, She motions you to sit down where there is already two pitchers of margaritas and empty glasses, as well as water waiting for you. (laughs) Is there anyone else there? Nope. Two empty chairs after you four sit down. Two empty chairs. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so as we sit down, I look around and uh, I, I lean over to Chone and I whisper, uh, did, did we mock up like a video or anything we could share real quick? I did. I we got busy. What was that, Caleb? I, mi- I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Zed leans over and asks if we had actually taken the time to make any sort of 
video or something to share to prove that we are who we say we are. We yeah, do not need video. It. I'm sorry. Go, Dot. Oh, well, remember you had um, shown, like, edit herself out? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Zed's got the watcher, remember? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what are you doing? Are, do, you, do you pour margaritas? Uh-oh. We may have lost Discord. No uh -oh. Discord. Nope. Nope. There we are. We're here. Okay. Uh, it feel, feels like the, the friendly thing to do to pour ourselves some drinks. Obviously, they were waiting for us. Hopefully, they're not drugged. Joan's going to stick to water and kind of use, while everybody's taking drinks, see about uh, what kind of security does the security system have here at this building. Give me a networks check. Forty-four. This is top tier. This is way overkill for what this building should be. Okay. Like, see if I can get into it. And I know what I'm asking for. And I know. Give me a software check. That would have been a great time. That would have been a great time for a nat twenty. I didn't manage it, but hey, it's not a bad roll at all. Uh, Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Um, not good enough. I can control alt delete it. Uh, you're at the baseline, so you've got some basic read access on some of the I'm cameras around camera. you. Yep, on yep. some of the cameras around you. Um, as you're finishing that up, you see the guy who drove you. He comes up to the roof and kind of posts himself near one of the doors and just kind of stands there, the young guy. A couple minutes later, you see Marin and another um, guy walk in. The other guy looks to be, you'd estimate, mid-40s, mid to late 40s. He's about 5'11", 193. Um, Latin American in origin. Um, he's missing his uh, left arm from the elbow down, and it's been replaced with a pretty decent-looking cybernetic. Um, he's wearing like a like a pale tan suit over like a linen white shirt, open at the chest, gold chain. Marin sits down. He goes, "Hello." Hello. How are you today, sir? So, uh, I don't know how you like to conduct business. Do you want to business first or? Well, uh, I had heard rumors that my daughter had hired up with some mercs to get her some tech. Is that you? Uh, we were working with your daughter. Yes, sir. Um, uh, she was... Uh, she was in what I might call a dangerous part of town, and we happened to be in the same area passing through. Uh, we ended up striking an accord and working together a little bit, and some unfortunate events occurred. Okay. And, 
uh, as one cannot help but watch the news these days, what is on the news is not exactly what happened to those of us that were there. So tell me what happened. I, I would like to size him up with my uh, fancy extra watcher kind of thing. Um, is he... Is he itching for a fight? Is he trying to get information? Like, I, I want to do just like a general what mindset is he in based on what I can ascertain with my body scan stuff, you know? Okay. And while that's happening, while Caleb is doing that, Maxie's going to do a straight insight check. Give me a roll. I guess I'm also doing an insight check, but, yeah. you know, with, with your edge. Yep. Yeah. I'll take that. Uh, 23. Um, so your straight insight check reveals those two things. Um, you're not getting anything off Marin besides suspicion, Maxi. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, the guy next to him is the guy that you are have your eye on. Right? Um, he looks... He hasn't said a word yet, but he looks like the kind of guy who would stab you in the neck without talking. Right, so like someone, and, someone that Mac, like the type of person that Maxi has associated with a number of times. Yes, but this is not a guy who's putting on airs. Like you yeah. can tell the difference between the guys who were like who would do it and the guys who would just pretend like they would do it. This guy yeah. would do it. That's your yeah. sense. And what? And uh, Alex, if you can give it to me again because I missed it. What was the description of this gentleman? What, uh, what he look like? He's Latin American in uh, in descent. He looks like he's in his late forties, five eleven probably between 180, 200 pounds, muscular. Uh, again, left arm off at the elbow with a cybernetic left hand. Okay. Clearly cybernetic left hand. Yes. Not hiding it. Got it. Uh, my insight check with my tech was a 30. Marin is not neutral, but he's not hostile right now. He's suspicious. Um, and he's definitely very tense. His heart rate is elevated, but not so much that you feel like he's like angry, just very tense. Gotcha. Lot of lot of blood flow right now. Okay. So uh is this like a round table? Is this a square table? Big round table. Big round table. So we were sitting kind of this half of the circle and then the other two seats were yep. across from us. Mm-hmm. So Zed, Zed was wearing sunglasses, stylish sunglasses. So Zed's going to do the, I take off my sunglasses, lean on the table, kind of, I'm being serious. Um, and this is Caleb being stupid. Is Marin his last name? Yeah. Richard Marin. Richard Marin. Thank you. Mr. Marin, I regretfully have to inform you that uh, your daughter was gunned down by unknown assailants. And these same assailants uh, caused severe bodily harm and injury to my team, as you may or may not be able to observe, making a general motion towards some of the more injured members of our team. He goes, um, 
you do look a little worse for the wear. It has been a long road of recovery and a longer road ahead of us still. Um, I, uh, I, I am not one to be selfish, but uh, I, am, I am one who seeks to equal the playing field with people who have done wrong to me and mine. And I Do you know who these a... assailants were working for? I have some feelers and connections out there. I have an idea, but it cannot be confirmed. Try me. Kelly Aguilar. Give me an insight check. I'm doing that again too. I was, I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna play that card close to the vest. Thank you, Maxie. Eighteen for Maxie. Fired. Ah, oh. oh. twenty-one. And I'm chucking that dice across the room. Uh, a, what'd you get, Maxie? Sorry. Uh, Maxie only got an eighteen. Okay. As a role play note for you two, the guy that we captured. That was part of the team was from New World Enterprises, Allard. So that's where we got the intel from, which is <laughs> Kelly's company. Well, which means you guys aren't bluffing. That's the difference. Yes. Right. Is that you're not lying. Well, and um. Anyway, go ahead. I'll. Uh... Um. So your inside check reveals that like this guy's got a good poker face, but he definitely recognized the name. And there was a, a tinge of surprise. Um, Maxi pulls out his ancient, his old, you know, old tech glow. Pulls up the video that we cut okay. together that that Chone is edited out of, and just forwards it to the point where we have the captured mercant merc mercenary mercantile, uh, the captured mercenary, and then uh, like it zooms it in so you can clearly see the New World Enterprises emblem on his gear the mercenaries that attacked us were working for New World Enterprises and under the command or under the direction of Kelly Aguilar he goes that's a shame well What are you going to do next? Well, as you seem to be well aware, this is uh, not really a venture the four of us in our current state would likely to survive if we were to embark on it. But given uh, our current surroundings, I think some cowboy justice might be in order. Probably going to be the only way to do that. She's buried in here like a tick. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of luck finding her. I think one of her friends has been showing up to your services, though. He kind of looks at you funny. A lot of people show up to my services. 
big church, thousands of members. Yeah. That you keep close tabs on. I'm I'm gonna pull up a picture of the the girlfriend, the partner, consort, whatever their name is. Like, hmm. Out of those thousand people, this face seems to stick out to me. And I think it uh, rings true for you as well. Maybe, uh, <clears throat> maybe Miss Aguilar's keeping tabs on you. She's connected to Aguilar, you say? Maybe. Well, I can tell you. Sends it over the a picture of those two from the restaurant back in Angel City before everything went to hell. Like obviously having like a romantic evening out. So if he wants to show it to uh, I will. Richard, yeah. Like, hmm. May just be coincidence that. Uh... Ah, that's two nat twenties in a row. He goes. Looks at the. Uh, Latino guy the other guy kind of looks at him the Latino guy nods he goes I don't know where Aguilar is exactly and I didn't know she was connected to Aguilar but I could tell you where she is would uh, go a long way in making this right You, uh, you do that for us. This meeting never happened. And uh, eye for an eye. Well, as now, the good book says. Now, I would say also that if you were to happen to find Aguilar and take care of that, certain remunerations could be made. Absolutely. Are you familiar with her other enterprises? Absolutely. All of them? We know quite a few of them, but there may be some that haven't been fully investigated yet. Our, uh... Are you offering a bit of information in this uh, type of remuneration that you mentioned? He pulls out his glow and starts fiddling with it for a moment. He then pulls out like a little data chart, sticks it in his glow, taps his glow a few times, pulls it out, and hands it to you. I like finger slide it over towards Chone for a, a scan and Chone doesn't uh, notice for a good maybe eight or nine seconds and then like kind of shakes their head and picks it up and I'm going to do a quick scan before I slot it and it's clean sure it's safe. no, okay. no malware alright what's on it um, 
it's intelligence reports. It's amateurish. It's not top tier intelligence security reports, but it's put together reasonably well um, for, again, amateurs. Um, it's an entire dossier of shit that Aguilar has been up to. Connections she's been making inside the Texas government. Which is I'm go, I'm way more than anything we've had before. Database, yeah. Uh, I, I just as well as the as well as the mind. underground. <clears throat> hmm. Is uh, is this a down payment, Mister Marin, or Consi- is this a good faith payment? Good faith. All right. Well, we have some work to do. Uh, where, where can we point this cannon? Aguilar, ideally. Well, uh, oh, <laughs> in the, in the dossier that he gave us, does that contain, uh, like the locations that he was referring to? Oh, there's a bunch of stuff in there. Got um, it. He, okay. he alluded to knowing where the consort was. Is that oh, that's getting at? Yep. It's on there too. Okay. Okay. She's going by the name Jesse Overton. Overton. All right. Uh, well, I I would say that this has been a successful business meeting. Could we have a meal? We can. And he uh. At the- he makes a motion, and the the younger Latino guy leaves. And a couple minutes later, they come in with these just big two foot diameter platters, like four of them, and set it up family style in the center of the big large table. Uh, right before they get there, uh, Joan kind of stands up and looks over at Stitches, giving her like like the bathroom nod. It's like I need you to use the uh, restroom. Do you wish to come along? Yes. Yeah, uh, um, Stitches also gives up. Yeah, I, I can. I need to powder my something. <laughs> and they head off uh, towards the bathrooms, and then kind of once they're out of line of sight of most of the cameras, Chon will pull Stitches aside. We may have a little bit of a problem. What? That seemed like it was going well. No, 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 not that. Uh, somebody you know is here. What? Uh, I didn't come up with anything on facial rec, but do you recognize this person? And Chone pulls up on their glow uh, two pictures. One is a picture of a woman seated at the bar behind us. The other one is like a super enhanced and very kind of glitchy portion of the video that you had with your mom and dad. Because you can actually see like your dad's shoulder. And in the background is the same woman. That's my dad. How did you get? That's my video, Chone. How did you get that? It was on your glow. That's that's private well i mean 
first of all, I can show you how to keep that kind of thing safe, because, I mean, you kind of have a really crappy glow. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, I monitor all team comms. Well? I mean, your parents seem very nice, though. They are wonderful people. Um, okay, yeah, that's... That's Yesenia. It's actually really nice that you took care of them that way. I did that with my parents, too. Oh. Uh, yeah, anyway, I... Um, who's this? Her... Her name's Yesenia. Um, she was... She's one of... Um, she's one of my closest friends while I was enlisted. Uh, how, wait, she's here? She's at the bar. About 20 meters behind us. Okay. Um... Are you good here? Can I need to go? I need to go. I need to go see her. Um, I can keep an eye on you if you want. Are you gonna? Is it safe? Yes, I, I trust her with my life. Okay. Uh, um, if you get into trouble, just scratch your ear. Left ear. Yeah, it would look really stupid if you tried to do the other one. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks. Um, yeah, and she uh, takes another minute, like, with Chone um, before heading back towards the table. Um, she makes a quick, quick look at maxi and i think they probably make eye contact for a split second and she just plows past the table towards the bar towards and chung where... sits back down at the table okay dot you reach the bar yep um yeah so she she finds uh yesenia sitting at the bar she um she looks different than when Stitches first met her, um, but she can still, you know, recognize her. She's got her hair down in, um, in long braids, um, very uh, glowy, deep-complected skin, um, and she's wearing... She also wears, like, little to no real clothing. <laughs> um, uh, but she, yeah, Stitches goes up behind her and, like, just kind of tickles a finger across her shoulders. Um, fancy seeing you here. Yeah. What are you doing here? Um... Making a pickup. <clears throat> oh? Um... That's... That's what you're doing now? You're a courier? Not exactly. <clears throat> okay. 
I didn't realize you'd ever come back to Texas. Uh, I wouldn't have, uh, except I have to do a pickup. Yeah, but I didn't think you'd ever take a job that would put you back in Texas. Well, there's only one person I would do a pickup on that would bring me back to Texas. So just kind of blanches for a second. <clears throat> what are you here for, yes? You. Have you been with my parents? I saw them. Did they send you to come get me? No. Who did? Interested parties. So that's how we're going to play this. I haven't seen you for no less than six, seven years. No contact. No, hey, how you doing, girl? Just randomly show up in the background and you're here for me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna need a little bit more to tell my team. Tell them that we're going to get you some work and we're going to get you fixed up. And she kind of looks down at your arm. Okay. And that you'll be back. Okay. And you, you can't tell me anything else? They're going to ask. It's a favor to an old friend. I need a pilot and a medic. She goes, tell your friend Maxie that whenever your friends ask, you gotta show up. Use that word, show up. Okay. Um, I guess sometimes. Oh, and tell him sometimes you need a little bit of uh, luck. Okay. Um, yeah, so stitches. I guess, wait here? <laughs> um, Stitches goes back over to the table where everyone's sitting, and she, um, she kind of sits sideways in the chair, leaning over, like, towards Maxie, um, and she's almost, like, whispering at his, sh like, behind his shoulder, like, I need to, I need to talk to you for a second. Certainly. Um, do I need to step away? Yes. Zed, will you be fine? Joan? Yeah, we're good. This is really tasty. 
Don't um don't be going too long. I'm gonna eat her. Feel free, I am not I'm not very hungry. Lost. Tone, Tone looks up and nods, uh giving stitches kind like sort of a questioning look, but with a little bit of hurt that they're being excluded, but then just turns back to the conversation that's going on with Marin when Zed's feeding his face. Um. Yes, uh, uh, and Maxi pushes himself away from the table and steps up to follow Stitches. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't take him like far, and she doesn't take him back over to Yesenia. She just kind of goes around to. I'm assuming there's like. Oh, there's a series of hallways and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just somewhere relatively um, quiet and. She starts to she starts to relay the information um, that she just got. Okay, so Chone um, apparently like just spies on all of our shit all the time. That's fine. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm aware. Okay, cool. Uh, she found someone in the video that the IOG got from my parents. Um, and that person is uh, also now here currently. Um, she's a contact that I had from when I was enlisted. And um, she's apparently here for me. And I have to go. She said, she said to tell you that like when your friends ask, you show up. And there is a, 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 there is a, you can tell Maxie's trying to be cool, but there is definitely a flicker of recognition on his face mm -hmm. uh, the moment those words come out of your mouth. Yeah. And his, de also... his, de his demeanor changes just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she lays it on thick with uh, the, she also mentioned something about, you know, a bit of luck. said she has a job for me and that she's gonna do something like they need a pilot and a medic and they're gonna do something about my arm I I have no idea what's happening you will be fine keep your eyes open and stay safe I mean I have to tell Zed and Chone like I I will take care of them Go now. She will not wait long. Okay. I don't. And, I... and and go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. No, no. Go ahead. Um, I don't know how long. I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what is. I don't know what's happening, Maxi. I don't like. You have been with us long enough to know that none of us know what is happening from one moment to the next. But this is an opportunity that you need to take. And I will simply relay the following. And Maxi will hold out his hand to Stitch's hand. Like he just holds his hand out. <laughs> uh -huh. She takes your hand. 
and he puts his other his hand over hers. Fortune favors those who follow the path. Stitches is just looking very confused. She has no idea what Maxie is talking about. Like, you've talked in riddles like this before, but I don't know what you're talking about, man. Now is not the time for me to explain. In fact, I'm fairly certain that soon I will not have to. Go now. Quickly. Okay, um, it, if I can keep in touch, I will. You won't, but we will see each other again soon. Goodbye, Maxie. This is not goodbye. This is a see you later situation. Okay. Then see you later. See you later, Stitches. And he gives your hand a squeeze and let's go. Yep. And then she walks off in the opposite direction of him to go meet up with um, Ysenia again. Maxie waits in that position until Stitches has cleared and he's watching to see who Stitches walks to. You can he see that from his vantage point? Can he see where she goes? Yeah, yeah. He sees the the woman that he that she walks up to. Uh, the woman that she walks up to. When you come back, Stitches, she gives you a hug. Yeah, Stitches hugs her back. And then she's like, she gives you a hug, like a real long one, and then like a little kiss on the forehead, like a very gentle, like it's gonna be okay. And then she leads you from the bar. Yep. Uh, Stitches will follow her. Leads you to a car outside. There is a a pause before she leaves the restaurant that she does look back and, you know, sees um, tries to see wherever Maxie would be, but then sees Zed stuffing his face at the table and um, you know, takes stock of Tone. So, Maxie, what you do notice is as she puts her arm around Stitches, she tosses a sign of recognition kind of in your direction, mm-hmm. the way, in a way that you would see it. Oh, yes. So, wait, does she make eye contact with Maxie? Nope. She okay. just uses her hand to make a sign of recognition. Uses hand sign. Um, Maxie um, looks down at his, uh, his hand, his other hand, um, and he's holding Stitch's glow. Okay. He um, takes it in his hand, snaps it in half, and then goes into the men's room to dispose of it. Okay. And then returns to the table. Meanwhile, uh, Zed and Chode. Um, Marin kind of shifts gears. It's very um, visible. He turns into the salesman preacher megachurch guy. The second 
the food shows up. And he's asking how long y'all have been in Dallas, and did you try this restaurant, and oh, you have to try this place, and talking about how wonderful their fellowship Sundays are, and they just started a new soft intramural softball team, and they're working to get that, you know, interfaith championship, right, so they can go mm-hmm. to the All-Texas Interfaith Championship. And Zed responds in kind. <clears throat> the, these two men, <laughs> these two gentlemen, clearly have sussed each other out and understand that there is a business personality and a public personality. Yep. So Zed shifting gears in response to Marin shifting gears, Zed's indicating, I, I get your vibe, dude. So he, Zed is also putting on a show of uh, spinning a story based on some of the intel he's picked up as they've been down here in Texas, you know, kind of more or less falsifying some of these stories, but also just kind of bullshitting with Marin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so pace for pace, I'm Zed's right there with Marin. Uh, eating, drinking, telling stories, Joan? spitting lies. Joan's being very, like, has tried, sampled the food, you know, drank the water a little bit, but they're not really paying attention to the conversation or even taking part in it, letting Zed do 99% of the carry. Instead that they're looking at, um, they're looking at their tech, their tech head and watching the camera and actually sees the maxi and stitches conversation. They don't know what's being said. And then watches stitches leave the bar and then almost starts a little bit as a little display shows up on the tech head at the second that uh, Maxie snaps her glow dead. And then just kind of looks around for stitches again, even though she's already left and just kind of gets this weird far away, like hurt look and is oblivious to the conversation for a few minutes. Maxie returns to the table and sits down as if nothing happened. So, after a while, uh, you spin lives with Marin for a little bit. The other guy eats. The food is amazing. Like, top tier. Like, probably the best food you've had since you got to Texas. Um, top tier food. Um, but after a while, he tells you that uh, lunch is on him, and he excuses himself. Uh, he also says that on that shard he gave you is uh, a private... Uh, is a a dead drop glow number to get a hold of him. And Zed's going to give him, you know, uh, a a typical mega church kind of send off handshake hug kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, <coughs> let him go. Okay. Um. You finish up lunch, and after they leave, you all... Are you going to call a car back to your apartment? Because they drove you here, but they appear to have all left now. Um, the moment that the rest of them leave, the rest that you know, Marin and his people leave, um, Maxie just looks at Chone and Zed. It will, simp- it will just be the three of us for a while. Chone does not meet Maxie's eyes at all. So okay. when I'll call us a ride. Thank you. 
and they get up and walk out. And as Chone is getting up to leave, it is in that it is like right at the same time that Zed was just like reaching out to maybe put his hand on their shoulder or something, and they just completely whoop, slip away from it. And I'll I'll Zed'll look over to Maxi. I'm assuming everything is okay. Zed everything everything is working out as it is supposed to everything is as it should be is she going to be alright? if my take on stitches is correct if my read is correct she will be better than alright Okay. All right. Um, well, we got some work to do, and Chon is going to need some support. So let's get back home and do what we got to do. Chon will likely not speak to me directly for a number of days. I will do my best. All right. <sighs> How was dinner? It was real good. 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 And Zed, like, not giving more details about food is, like, very indicative of his mental oh, state I, right I, now. I feel like that that moment, like that that pause and that answer, like that's them getting up from the table. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's a little somber, mm-hmm. um, um, and I think they both follow uh, Chone to the exit. You know, follow behind Chone, I should say. Oops. Yeah, and that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Join us back in two weeks for the next episode of Chaos Inc. By the way, for those that, because I know some of the people who like hang out at my store and stuff like that, y'all listen to this podcast regularly. So let me reassure you all of something, because we've had similar stuff happen in the past. Dot is not leaving the show. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make this clear real quick, because I know I'm going to get questions about this. Like, I was listening to Chaos Inc. What the hell? Dot is not leaving the show. Dot is going through some some, like, top tier good life stuff right um and they're moving and doing some stuff and so they have to take a brief hiatus right to to do that stuff and so yeah i'm i'm literally going to be moving from the st louis area to the st paul minnesota area in the next two weeks so you told people where you're going to be and that's that's the problem. It's a rookie mistake. It's a big city. Yeah, it's a, it is a big. Well, I but mean, there's only one, it's Minnesota, only so it's it's an okay city. Um, hey, biggest biggest relative. That's fired. <sighs> yep. Uh, that's us coastal people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes. Social elites. Yep, Jerks. pretty much. So, to let everybody know, Dot is not going to leave the show. Dot will be back in a few weeks. Um, and we are very much looking forward to her coming back. But we'd have a story way for her to go on hiatus. And so, for those of you who follow for a long time, we're just going to have a, like one of those uh, on-assignment photos uh, that we actually have prepped for this when people are, are out for periods of time. So, have we already have we removed one arm from the photo yet? Uh, <laughs> we, we really should. So we will have it on a side oh, for Stitches next week. We're an arm from, from the photo. <laughs> anyway, uh, and we'll be working on bringing Stitches back as soon as Dot is nice and settled. So just want to let everybody that. In the meantime, Dot, uh, if they want to, uh, if they want to, to to follow you in other places, where can they hear your your dulcet tones? <laughs> um, well, a couple different places. So I'm always on the Twitters, dot matrix underscore oh one. Um, and then gaming with Gage and friends that is coming back. Um, we we release episodes every Monday. Um, we also have Resting Glitch season three. We'll be recording soon. Um, and then also a new uh, project that I have been so kindly um made a partner of um is bite-sized tales it's a flash flash fiction audio podcast say that five times fast golly moses i want some flash fish (laughs) yeah yeah flash fish it's right fiction audio (laughs) podcast um but yeah check it out also uh, for those that are watching this later join the identico discord because dot posts these really cool prompts in our writer's room channel just about every day and so you can also yeah. interact with all of our cast on the identico discord so you should check that out uh moving on caleb where can folks hear you what when you're Me? not here ah ah what? i am just on, scaring huh? you today no, i'm nowhere i can't hear anything i'm on the socials at the caleb g you can hear me over on the rpg academy um we're doing stuff uh, what are we doing? We're going to touch um, on that in a second. Action 12 cinema. We're gonna, I, I want to touch on that in a second. Yeah. Um, we're trying to do some sample adventures, which is a series where we play through the uh, pre-written sample adventure in various tabletop RPG books and as written, and then discuss if it's a good introduction to the series. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find some time to do the uh, Dune sample adventure, or one of them, which is super Ooh, cool. Fun. Um... I also have my charity work through .5past.org on the socials P, the number five past. Really, really, really trying to uh, focus my broken brain and get some work done on that for some charity work this year to raise funds for fighting cancer. Uh, More to come if my brain decides to function. Yes. Uh, Kaylee, where can they find you? Uh... Nowhere. I, I, I've stopped existing lately. Uh, the no, the Redemption podcast is over. So you can find me here every two weeks. Uh, you can also still find me on the Twitters and the Mastodons at Anime Girl at A-N-I-M-E-I-G-R-R-L. Yep. I got nothing going on. Well, you know what? We're going to have to find more shows for you then, Kaylee. I've got stuff. We're going to find more shows Uh-oh. for you. There we go. And Michael, where can people find you? Hey, folks. Well, you can find me here. You can find me at, uh, you can find me at, uh, was it uh, Tubular Teens? With, or 
Yeah, tubular teens with titans. I always get that one mixed up. It's the alliteration. It gets me every time. Yep. Tubular teens with titans that is an audio drama that's basically a Super Sentai Power Rangers inspired uh, fun little romp. I play the the villain on that one. Um, that was a lot of fun to ch- chew scenery on. You can also hear me on the there's other pods. I'm having a blink. I'm having a literally Everybody's... moment right now. I do things. Super and I got, super and I got made fun of for not flash super fish. hentai. Go go yeah. look him up. Oh. Loser okay, MLW on the yeah, socials. Yeah. Go find him. Loser MLW on the socials. Uh, yeah, I do stuff. All right. I'm places. Last thing that I want to do tonight is I do want to shout out because our friends at the RPG Academy, who uh, we have now known for a long time, um, long, time. long time, very long time. Um, they did long the time. first actual pay podcast of Identico way back in the day before Kickstarter. That Caleb and I were actually a part of that. Caleb and I actually think if you go all the way back on RPG Academy stuff, you probably still find it on your favorite podcatcher. Um, but uh, Michael from the RPG Academy and the RPG Academy crew, they launched a Kickstarter this morning. Yes, yes this yes. morning. Yeah. Uh, it is Action 12 Cinema, and anybody who's listened to Michael talk on the RPG Academy knows he loves some D12s, and he yes, thinks he the, the much maligned of the polyhedral sets. Um, they got to just over 50% funding in the first day. Um, go support them, all right? Give them, like, hook them up. Even if you punch another ward, shoot him some stuff. He's got some great rewards. I actually was really mad because the your face and lights one was gone by the time I got there this morning. Oh yeah, no, it was. Oh. It, it was I was, stopped, it was snapped up pretty quick. So mad because I was like, "Oh, that's the one I'm doing." And then I went in there and I was like, "Oh." Um. So I mean, uh, you have an in. You might be able to sneak in an extra. I mean, what I am gonna do because I do want to stock this in the store is we will be pledging at the retailer level and definitely more than a dollar because I want to. I want to sell this at my store. I really do. Um, so as a quick word, action 12 cinema is Michael's very first game that he has written. It is fully completed. The, the game is done and playable. Uh, so when, when this thing funds, you'll have the game period. He is, he is running the campaign to get some final costs covered for art layout, final edits to make it a slick book. But the game itself is fin is done start to finish. This is not an in progress game. When it is funded, you are guaranteed to have a complete book, whether digital or not. Uh, Action 12 Cinema is a game about playing those classic over-the-top B action movies that we all love. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Any kind of possible movie. I want to do Die Hard. You can do Die Hard with Action 12 Cinema. It is a GM-less game. Everybody gets to take turns playing characters, being a lead narrator. Uh, It's a really fun, slick system where you're kind of writing the movie as you go and just narrating this big, fun action. And D12s, which are the best die, according to Michael, uh, on some various random tables, help you just determine if you overcome the challenge or add to the challenge or move on to the next scene. It's a really fun, it's a slick system. If you can support it, great. Please just find some tweets and share it. Get it out there. Uh, 55% funded in less than 24 hours is a huge accomplishment oh, for yeah. a, a first-time game writer. 
Uh, so huge props to Michael for getting it out there. The more we can share it, the better it's going to be. Yes. And so, all y'all, go support that. Um, we're going to be we're going to be shouting out Action Twelve Cinema quite a bit over the next few weeks. Um, in theory, I will be back for Identico After Dark tomorrow. Uh, Mallow and I are going to set up our booth at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, so that's what's happening. We're going to do that um, tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, hate, I hate booth setup, Dave. Um, so, uh, you can also find me uh, everywhere at Alex the Humanoid. You can also find me, I have now, because I'm a glutton for punishment, uh, the store now has a daily stream weekdays at 11 a.m. Pacific what? time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. You, you did this to yourself. Every day, two yeah. hours. Two hour show a day. How quickly is it going to devolve into just a live stream of you sitting there doing nothing? I'm not by myself. I don't do solo <laughs> streaming. Uh, I don't believe this. Michael knows this about me. Anybody who's been on, on Identico After Dark with me, uh, I don't like just talking to myself. So... I always do these things with partners. Okay, it's always, it's always less less draining and less painful to do that. But you can find me over there at Twitch.tv/GamersHeavenPNW, um, and you can find me at the Gamers Heaven in uh, Linwood. And we are going to be starting up uh, identical organized play again soon. I promise. I I know a lot of people have been asking about it. I promise it's coming back. There was just too many of you before. It was like twenty of you every do Thursday. Do you pinky swear? I pinky swear. It's gonna happen. There you go. It's going to happen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, again, hopefully I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, boost set up willing. So have a great night, everybody. Bye. Bye.